2: Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today. Hey, Brendo, Steve here. And Larson. And welcome back
3: to Going In Raw, the only pro wrestling podcast you need to be listening to right here at YouTube.com forward slash Steve and Larson. We got a lot more about the Sasha Banks-Naomi situation backstage reactions to their uh walkout of raw on monday we've also got some words from raw announcer jimmy smith about his perspective uh, uh, uh dealing with this on the air as it was happening uh and and how he feels it's going to go from here we've got a preview for tonight's aw dynamite we're going to talk about who we think the jokers are going to be are they going to be genuine joker product or brand x And of course, we're going to talk about NXT. If you haven't already, do us a favor. Hit that thumbs up. Hit that subscribe button. If you're listening to us in the audio realm, do us a huge favor. Leave us a rating, review, or a comment. It really helps grow going in Raw. And of course, next weekend, not this weekend, next weekend, we're going to be live at the Twitch. twitch Twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson for AEW's double or nothing so be sure to follow us on the twitch larson let's break down this sasha and naomi backstage reaction situation
4: so uh of course following news broken by fifo select by the way go subscribe to fifo select they do great work uh that sasha banks naomi walked out of Monday Night Raw this week. After voicing this, their displeasure with their creative direction and the direction of the women's tag division, we're getting some news on the reaction from within WWE. So Wade Keller reported on his PW Torch show that those that he spoke to were, quote, puzzled by Sasha Naomi's decision. These transcripts come to you from wrestlingnews.co. So what Wade had to say. Quote, I will say the people I'm communicating with instinct is they're puzzled. And they say the locker room management are puzzled by the reaction and the actions of Sasha and Naomi. It feels weird I'm told how this played out. People are just kind of shaking their heads. The instinct with the people that I'm communicating with is Sasha overreacted to a normal day at work and having been kind of worked up heading into today over some things that might not be all that worth getting worked up over. They're paid to play a role on TV, and WB said that. Behind the scenes there's not a lot of instant sympathy or thought of like, finally someone took a stand over this injustice that was going on. It's more like, what, where did this come from, and how did they get themselves so worked up over this? Uh, Over on Wrestling Observer Radio, Brian Alvarez says, according to those he talked to, there's quote, zero support for Sasha and Naomi backstage. Again, these transcripts from wrestlingnewts.co. He said a lot, I tried to get it as concise as I can. <laughs> right, uh, yeah. So, yeah, this is,
3: there's, there's some There's some strong language here. There too is some strong language here. Mr. He Alvarez.
4: Said, he says, uh, You would think that if you have a company full of folks that are presented with bad creative all the time and get frustrated with the creative, well, you would think that if Sasha and Naomi were handed bad creative and they finally took a stand and they just said, No, I ain't doing this. I'm out of here. And they walked out. Well, you would think that all the other wrestlers would be on their side and would back them up. They would say, Finally, some, somebody stood up for themselves because I see a lot of fans showing support. Well, you would think that the wrestlers dealing with this every day would say the same thing, but I have not heard from one person. Not no one. Not one that is sticking up for Sasha and Naomi. And not only are they not sticking up for Sasha and Naomi, but boy have I heard a lot of terms thrown around. Most of them are some derivative of the word mark. Mark, F and Mark, a mark to a degree that is unfathomable. I have heard zero support for Sasha Banks in this situation. There is zero support for Sasha Banks walking out of WB over all of this. People are furious, they think it's ridiculous, they think that she's whatever, so that's the story. Where this goes, I don't know, but literally every single bit of support that I've seen for Sasha Banks coming out of this has either been from people in another company that weren't there last night, and that's it, or fans. Her actual coworkers have zero sympathy for what happened here. I think that should probably tell you something. Again, we largely have the official WB side of the story, But I also heard from a lot of people, obviously off the record, WB, that they are not sympathetic to this at all. These are people who have been presented with really stupid ideas and they've had to do them. They are not sympathetic on this one. I think that kind of tells you that she didn't like some creative, but the other wrestlers probably look at that creative and thought, dude, what are you complaining about? Both of you are going to be headlining a pay-per-view in singles championship matches. This is your job. Meanwhile, right before we went on uh, the air, FIFL Support, FIFL Select, sorry, has an extensive write-up about what they've heard about backstage reaction. Um, and part of that states that uh, they've spoken to some sources within WB who have, in fact, been supportive of Sasha and Naomi's position. But seemingly, most of those that they spoke to took no issue with Sasha and Naomi voicing concerned about creative or walking out, per se. It's just most of the people, according to Feifel, spoke to, took issue with them walking out in the middle of the show. Mm-hmm. Now, yeah. we say all the time, sources... That talk to various sites can have agendas.
3: Yeah, that's totally true. In fact, Wade Keller, the first you know uh, yeah. the writer that we mentioned, um, was the one who was talking about Keith Lee being difficult. Um, so clearly, he's getting his info from somebody who has an agenda. That well, somebody whose somebody, position
4: is sympathetic to WWE. Now, like W statement they right. put out during RAW. Yeah, uh, seem to want to. Um, gosh, I had the word in my tongue and then I lost it. Uh-oh. Discredit. Yeah, Sasha, nail me for for walking out on Raw. Yeah, and, right. You know, very much giving WB's perspective on things, mm-hmm. and yeah. you know, seemingly we have a lot of people that are sympathetic to WB's position talking to people now.
3: Yeah, yeah. We have um, not heard the other s- side of the story, however. As far as Alvarez saying there's zero support, that's blatantly yes. false. Bailey really tweeted cool. out, Bailey tweeted out something and, that and that seemed supportive. It was absolutely Shayna Baszler, mm-hmm. and it's, you know even ba- so Bailey hasn't been around. Shayna Baszler literally just wrestled him on Friday, Instagrammed out support. Yeah, so that's 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 a lie. I mean, that's just not that's not factually true what he's yeah. saying. In yeah. which case, you have to take a look at everything else. Um, that he's saying, and say, okay, well, what of this has any amount of 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 credibility? Yeah, credibility to yeah. it. Um, we we said yesterday, Fightful Select is the gold standard, absolutely. And uh, and yeah, like right before we went the air, you know, we, we always encourage people to go check out absolutely. Fightful Select absolutely. because you know they they Sean does amazing work, the whole staff there does amazing work, does. and we don't want to just sort of take everything they no, do no, no. and just bleh, regurgitate Not it. Not at all.
4: And and the thing about you know, I, I I peruse what Fightful Select had. Uh, right because literally before we started and it's, it seems to be a very measured take with points of view from various people and various points right. of view as opposed to uh, quotes that are only uh, uh, seemingly representing one WWE's point of view of things.
3: Yeah, yeah. And yeah, and and with Alvarez specifically, I mean, I'm sorry, I've seen clips of him on Wrestling Observer. And it's just some some of it is just really cringy. I'm sorry. I don't know the guy. Yeah. No, I agree. Um, maybe, maybe he's a nice guy, but I've seen clips of him. And with Naomi specifically, I remember there was one. I don't, it was one of the reviews where, like, it was like a Royal Rumble review or something. And one of the dudes on there that Alvarez was with was saying some really just embarrassing stuff, like mocking Naomi. One of Naomi's really cool spots, they found, like, the nerve to be like, oh, why would she do I don't want to get into it because I don't want to start drama or anything. I'm not about that, but you know, I do. That's a grain of salt for me. Yeah, no, um, especially, especially, sorry, especially with how like with how venomous his language is here. Yeah, yeah. Come no, get usually out of here
4: with that. I I, 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 I hesitant to usually use Alvarez as a source for anything. Yeah, no, I know, I know, you know, I know. Um, yeah, you know, but both he and Meltzer have spoken about this. And obviously, mm. they've heard. Seemingly, I won't say obviously, seemingly, they've mm-hmm. heard things from somebody there, obviously mm-hmm. somebody who is sympathetic mm-hmm. to the official WWE position on things.
3: Yeah, yeah, that that's that's totally true. Um, uh, but no, like you said, the Fightful Select report, a bit more measured. Mm-hmm. I find it difficult to believe nobody would be now I can understand if there are if if the general sentiment is we're wrestlers, we're all part of a moving live machine. And if you leave during the middle of a show or while the show is broadcasting, it puts us in a bad spot. Like Becky had to run in and do Mm -hmm. the Mm -hmm. improv thing. So I kind of get, I I would understand from that point of view. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, and I I understand like, you know, FTR, by the way, uh, you know, did something. They didn't walk out. But something similar when they were with WWE, they were like, they approached and said, hey, we want something, you know, uh, we want some changes with our division here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and people don't, you know, call them, oh, these guys are marks and all that kind of They're stuff. They're difficult you to work that. with. Yeah, I know. Right, exactly. And I wonder what the difference is between them. Um, so, interesting to see how all this uh, is playing out, is developing, um, and it'll, it'll continue to be interesting. You know, man, WWE, they've got right now the number, I think I well, i just saw it about an hour ago, the number 27 trending video on YouTube is an episode of Kevin Hart's series. Oh, yeah. Cold as balls. Uh, and it's where him and a guest, a celebrity guest, sit in uh, an ice tub. Ice or bath, they, they, right. In, yeah. in two ice baths. Yeah, yeah. And he interviews him, and it's it's silliness. And and Sasha Banks was on this. Now, obviously, this was recorded before yeah. this happened. Um, but it's it's very illustrative, you know. She she talks about uh, you know her defining moment in WWE being uh, in NXT. One of the writers there mm. said, uh, "You're just a good hand," and she took great offense to that. And Kevin Hart was saying, "Who was it? Who said it?" <laughs> she was like, "It doesn't matter who said it." She says, "I stepped it up a yeah. notch," yeah. and within a month, I was NXT Women's Champion or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a clip going around Twitter where Sasha's talking on the broken skull sessions about, I'm no longer just happy to be here. I'm no longer just happy to have been signed. Um, And and she says, I'm now at that next level. And she is, mm-hmm. she, she is going to be a mainstream star. She is on that road. Why yep. WWE wouldn't sort of, I don't know, treat that the same way as they would treat, Cena going and saying, oh, "I'm gonna, oh, I want to bury the Nexus now. <laughs> I want to do this." It's just, it's, it's kind of bizarre to me that they're they have somebody right now under contract that they kind of need. I feel like they need to listen to a little bit more. Oh, agreed, a thousand. Percent. And I'm, we're on the outside. We're on the totally. outside, totally. but we see this stuff as outsiders looking in, and it's like, yeah, you know what? I think she's, uh, I, I, you know,
4: you know, and and and, and Debbie has a history of. Uh, uh not really dealing well when people uh, uh, speak up when they don't yeah. show the oh, line yeah. you know yeah. there's it seems like it's a place historically where if you feel like if you get out of line in WB's eyes if you speak up you're subject to reprisals the punishment mm-hmm. yeah yeah right you know yeah. and 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 that's not a healthy work environment it's not nope. nope you know and 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 we're seeing that right here with with people going to these sources and especially in the, the case of the stuff Alvarez says, saying some pretty nasty things. Mm-hmm, yeah. You know, and yeah. and and, and if, if you're on the outside looking in, or if, you know, in the case potentially of, of Sasha and Naomi, you went there, you stood up for what you thought was right. Hey, we want to build to advance the women's tag division. Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, which to me doesn't necessarily sound like a selfish move.
3: Mm-hmm, yeah.
4: You know, the, the, the move, the best... You could make the argument the best move for them career wise is taking the title matches on pay-per-view
3: mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know
4: so I seemingly know. The, what they're doing is we want to elevate this whole division. That's mm-hmm. what we want to yeah. do
3: Yeah,
4: and not only do their concerns seemingly go uh, uh, You know, no one's listening or at least paying them much much credence They are like alright. Well, what, we don't want to deal with this right now We leave and then they got to
3: face all this garbage hmm Yeah, like why yeah. would you want to go back the whole just just why aren't you just doing your job? Why don't you just do what they say? That's like, that's that that means nothing's ever going to change there. Yep. You know? Yep. So when you have the, when you have the pull, when you have the stroke, when you have the leverage, use it to make things better. And if you're sitting there, you don't have that kind of pull. You don't have that kind of stroke, you know, uh, maybe appreciate when somebody else is trying to make things better. Yeah. Yeah, exactly.
1: You can host the best backyard barbecue
3: who I didn't know this, but he's got his own podcast. Oh, I was called, not aware. Uh, called Unlocking the Cage. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, he spoke about this stuff. He sort of clarified, you know, if this was an angle, uh, I wouldn't even talk about it. You know, he's very, he's he's, he's very, he's, he's professional. And, uh, and, but he, you know, he spoke about this. He said, because WWE released a statement about them, he sort of feels a bit more free to speak about it from his perspective. He doesn't really have any, like, Big massive insider, you know, news or, or backstage reactions. But just from his perspective, it was interesting to hear some of this stuff. Um, uh, these transcripts come to you from Fightful. He said, Uh, we on air had no idea that the main event that I called at the beginning, I'm standing in front of the cage saying it was a six-woman tag team match, including Naomi and Sasha Banks. It was announced as the main event. We showed the graphics, all this stuff. We sit down at the desk, and a few minutes later. It's scratch that. It's not happening. It's Oscar versus Becky Lynch. Now, first off, he talked about, uh, well, he confirmed. I don't have the quotes for this one, but he basically just confirmed. If this was an angle, I wouldn't be talking about it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Putting to rest the idea that this is a work. And yesterday, even though I said on our show, there's no way this is a work. People in the comments, this has got to be work. Is this a work? Uh, Is this a work? You guys want to work? He talked about this because a lot of people obviously given a lot of static to Corey Graves for, uh, you know, basically sort of burying Sasha mm-hmm. and Naomi on air, calling him unprofessional. He said, so as we're dealing with all these changes, Corey Graves mentioned them leaving the building multiple times during the show. Sasha Banks and Naomi summarily and unprofessionally walked out. Graves said that over and over. I thought at the time, remember, I don't know what's going on until the show's over. He didn't know what had happened until the show actually ended. Yeah, He says, I thought he was just doing heel stuff. Basically, I thought Corey was just burying them because that's what he does to baby faces, right? No, they knew something was wrong, and it was once again getting that story out. Why they left, I don't know, but I'm telling you from a broadcast perspective, we had no idea this was going to happen. Once it did happen, it created a lot of problems that I thought our producers dealt with extremely well, but it created a lot of problems. He then goes on to talk about the statement put out by WWE. He says, I didn't know about... The statement that the WWE had sent out until I was backstage, I assumed as an athlete that something physical happened during a warm-up, that they were getting ready for the match and Naomi pulled her hamstring. That's what I thought it was. I had no idea that them walking out, which is what we said on air, really happened. I didn't know that until after the match was over, not until the whole freaking show was over. Hmm. I can't tell you why. I can't tell you the thought process. I can tell you what we know from the statement, which is they were upset for some reason and walked out. I can tell you the WWE was completely unprepared for it. I can tell you the broadcast team, myself included, were completely unprepared from it, for it. And then he just talks about like where he thinks it's going to go from here. He says, where does that leave them? It's hard when something like this becomes so public. I don't know Vince personally. I'm in meetings with him every week, but I don't know the man personally. I know what you know, which is get the events that we promised the fans. Then we'll deal with anything else, no matter how difficult, no matter how dramatic the problem is. Get the main event that we promised out there for the people. That didn't happen last night. So when you look at it that way, how do Sasha Banks and Naomi come back from this? I don't know because, you know, if this is this is inside baseball, if WWE had never released a statement about this, I would not be talking about it right now. Wouldn't be a public issue. You know, like that's behind the scenes. I generally don't talk about behind the scenes stuff. I don't give away angles, any of that. This is now incredibly public in an almost unprecedented way. So even he understands. Yeah. You know, Hasn't really happened before. And
4: we kind of touched on it yesterday when we talked initially about the story about how it's so uncommon for WWE to release public statements involving backstage stuff. It hardly mm-hmm. ever happens. I mean, they mm-hmm. they had a statement when 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 uh, Ambrose was leaving. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that was like, hey, he's chosen not to re-sign, best of luck. You know, and yeah. before that, there's been a handful of other instances. I can't think of anything comparable to this where there was a public uh, statement issued, yeah know, and yeah. that's putting like a massive spotlight on something that was you know getting out a- a- and being reported on by 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 fightful and then also p w insider, yeah, you know, you just bring a lot more attention to the situation, putting that statement out there,
3: yeah, the Ambrose thing was so weird, it's almost there's like this weird like, I don't know it's 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 when the Carney starts to creep in a little bit, you know it's like let's not be. The the billion dollar company that we are, let's be a little petty. Yeah. <laughs> you know? it's yeah. like, oh, he's not gonna re-sign with us. Okay, well, we're gonna we're gonna put out a statement saying he's not re-signing. Okay, <laughs> yeah. cool, yeah, right on. It's just it's um, all like the backstage
4: news that's happened over the last few years, even during shows that is mm-hmm. broken that they've never publicly acknowledged. Right, this is when they issue the statement. It's just like I why? I mean, other than uh, the only thing I think of is that Vince was just really pissed off.
3: Yeah, It seems like that's probably and the case. And,
4: and and he was
3: just he wanted to say
4: publicly essentially that he was really pissed off.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and that's that's again where the carny exactly. starts showing. Exactly. That's where the you know it's like you're not putting what's best for your business uh, above your own petty grievance, yeah. your own pettiness. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, let's talk before we dive into NXT. Quick dynamite preview tonight, Uh, and it's notable, especially because uh, we're going to be getting, I guess, both Jokers tonight. Yeah, so this is what's they got this great, this great
4: graphic here. Uh, We got two, sorry, three Owen Hart matches for the tournament. Adam Cole, Bebe versus Jeff Hardy. We got sorry four: Uh, Kyle O'Reilly versus Ray Phoenix. And then we got Samoa Joe versus Joker. We got Britt Baker versus Joker. Uh, Mm -hmm. We got Wardlow. Getting his ten lashes. We got Jericho and William Regal doing the face-to-face confrontation. Then there's a Hangman versus a uh, Takeshita mm-hmm. with uh, Punk on commentary. That might very well open up the show. And then, yes, these two Jokers. So Tony Khan was on Busted Open Radio today. Yeah. And mentioned they will be debuting yeah. superstars. Yeah. And added that they are. Fun arrivals. So it seems Whoa. to indicate. Oh, Fun hoss New. Yes, maybe Fun Haas. New
3: people. Captain Fun Wrestling. Captain fun Wrestling. <laughs> uh, what was one of your women's divisions? One of your women's divisions' opponents or uh, uh, competitors? <laughs> they have fun in the name? <laughs> uh, well, no. Like anyone. Oh, Sharon Cruz. Wrestling. There you go. Sharon Cruz. Who was the, the one wrestling pregnant?
4: That was, uh, that was your storyline. That actually wasn't actually a, a, an actual uh, fun wrestling storyline.
3: So here's another hint that Tony Khan drops. Apparently he responded to Mickey James, who is asking for hints. He says, you're a very educated student of the sport of pro wrestling. I'm sure if you really put your thinking cap on, I bet you can guess who these two are. Hmm. And then Tommaso Ciampa mm-hmm. posted an Instagram where he was hanging out with Gargano and Candice LeRae and said, just hanging out with these two jokers. <gasps> you know, A, they're not as, that could be seen as like double misdirection. Like I'm putting it out there and people are automatically going to think that it's not them, but then it will I be know. them. I know. So, I, know. I mean, the list is relatively small. I know what this joke Athena. Uh, Uh, Nixon uh, Newell, Newell, Claudio Cameraman, Uh Gargano, and Lurie. John. 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 It's going to make for a good thumbnail, though. It will. (laughs) So stay tuned tonight for our AEW recap. We're going to be doing that live on the Twitch, twitch.tv forward slash Stephen Larson. Right after that, we uh, get it as fast as we can up to the YouTubes. And in the audio realm as well. Indeed. You're ready to talk yeah. about some NXT. Yeah, sure. Um, I thought it was cool. Uh it was, you know, goofy like it usually is. Um, I thought there was some there is some developments in NXT that I, I'm really sort of appreciating these days. I really you know what, man? I feel for Wes Lee uh with all the stuff that happened with his tag team partner and, and now and he was stuck. I really like him as a solo oh, guy. He's great. He's great. He's great.
2: The Angie's List You Know and Trust is now Angie. And we're so much more than just a list.
3: Um, we got the debut of maybe my new favorite character in NXT, Larson, Chill Sangha. Oh, yeah. He was mellow. This version of Sangha, he's got a ceiling that's above Lesnar, unlimited, in my opinion. Unlimited. Unlimited ceiling. Unlimited. He's sitting there at the, at the, the, the bar of the
5: uh, – the, the only the, thing
4: he was missing was like a little glass of whiskey or something, just being totally relaxed. <laughs> right?
3: Right? Hey, brother, don't take it personal. <laughs> Guys, your size – He's going to be like that. And he's like, what? Wesley?" Say, like, get out of here. He's like, hey, brother. I don't want no trouble. <laughs> I hope Sanga beats Wesley's ass next week. Man. <laughs> I want chill Sanga all the way to the moon. Right That's to the I top.
4: Want. As a challenger for uh, Braun Breaker because uh, they need to get Joe Gacy out of this title picture. This is awful.
3: <laughs> this is going nowhere. It's terrible.
4: Nowhere. Terrible. Yeah, man. Terrible. There's no reason to have another match because... Uh, Braun already beat him, and what Joe tosses you out in an empty field, which is probably yeah. just by the lake in downtown Orlando. It's uh probably within a half mile of
3: where Breaker I know, lives. I
4: know. Um, and now, uh, you want you want another, you're willing to give Gacy another title match? Get out of here with that nonsense. Yeah, yeah. I'd rather see Duke Hudson versus Braun Breaker at the pay per view at In Your House than see Joe Gacy stuff again.
3: Tired of, him. I agree, Ooh, man. Pass- I liked. I like Duke. I feel for Duke. I feel like he's been through a lot and he's just back to where he started before the poker stuff. I know. I know. But he's he's been through quite the journey. Yeah. Um remember when he was in a tag team with Shane Thorne and
4: MVP was their manager? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. In the early yeah. days of like PC
3: When he Raw. was still yeah, when he was still Brendan Vink and yep. then they just didn't Yeah, that was that was weird. Um Yeah, so there there is plenty of stuff. We still we had more of the the breakout tournament. Um, Lash Legend went over, uh, Tatum Paxley. Some, yeah, Tatum Paxley, that's right. And then right.
4: Roxanne Perez went over Kiana James.
3: Yes, that, the calculator later, right? Yeah. She was the calculator. Yeah. yeah,
4: yeah, she was, she was, uh, uh, doing some odds in, in her, in her, uh, computer and saw that Roxanne Perez had minimal odds of winning yeah, this yeah. tournament right
3: bad calculations yes. she was like me couldn't get paid i got a 32 percent in calculus it was just partying too hard man
4: yeah i, I was going to, I <laughs> going to the calculus parties because i got an a in calculus
3: you're going to the calculus party that's amazing oh we're man. all telling uh, a bunch of derivative jokes oh yeah i don't even know i don't even know what a do deri- what is a derivative Larson? that's like the basis of calculus you were you didn't pay attention to the extent not a bit man i i remember to this day to this day i remember how because like i wasn't i wasn't a dullard back in my high school days uh like i am now like I, i i swam through everything else and then i hit calculus and like it was a combination of like senioritis and socializing but then like also my brain just stopped i was like I don't know what any of this stuff is. I was like asking Danny Leard. I was like, you know what any of this stuff is? He was like, Yeah, you just do this, this. i like, I don't know, he just did. I'm gonna go hang out with Jeff and watch Pulp Fiction again. Yeah. Anyways, uh, let's kick this thing off, man. Carmelo Hayes and Trick Williams had a tag team match against Solo Sokoa and Cameron Grimes. So three uh three of the dudes all vying for and plus the North American champion, uh, all in a tag match together. Yeah. Uh, in this case. The, uh, you know, unfortunately, the guy with uh, who's tagging with his hype guy <laughs> ended up on the wrong end of this particular yeah. match. Yeah. <laughs> Solis is really over. Yeah. Really over. He is supremely over. I mean, it's it's kind of great, man. If you're if you're an NXT 2.0, you can be you can and you can get that small crowd on your side. That looks great for you on cable TV. I mean, Creed Brothers. Same thing. Same thing. People they love got the of cra-
4: the Creed brothers.
3: On the flip side of that, if you're Joe Gacy, you probably oh. want to go to main roster sooner oh, than later. You, want to, you don't want to do anything inside that arena, period. Right. You Full have stuff. a better chance with like 8,000 as opposed to like 100 or whatever it is in there.
4: Yeah. Yeah.
3: I, uh, yeah fun match, though. I mean, it really spotlighted everybody and what they oh, do yeah. best. Uh, so Grimes gets a cave-in on Trick Williams as Solo Sokoa hits uh, his splash onto uh, Carmelo Hayes. So uh, he gets the win there. Uh, afterwards, the ref tries to hand the Gr- uh, Grimes the North American title. Uh, Solo snatches it from him, and then he gives it to Grimes. He mm-hmm. says, ah, I want to get my hands on this first. Yeah. Solo Sakoa is great. Honestly, he should be the next NXT champion, not North American champion, oh, the next NXT yeah, give the champion. Yeah,
4: give him the belt. He's really good. Yeah. He is really good. Then we get a pretty deadly interview. You know, They're worried about facing the Creed brothers in your house. are like, oh, yeah, we're really scared to face the Creed brothers in your house. Nope. They laugh mm-hmm. it off. So in our first match here, we beat the Creeds uh, to win the tag tiles. Diamond Mine. You can bring anyone in to help the Creeds train, but we're one of a kind. Now, let's go see what the Creeds are going to be like after the Viking
3: Raiders destroy them. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we had a video package for. Is this the high school student one? Uh huh. So, this is a video package for somebody that we're probably not going to see for, like, I don't know, a couple of years. Because it's it's so it's Thea Hale. Yeah, she's graduating high school next week. Yeah, uh, but she's already part of like the next in line program with WWE. They're like, I don't know, going to have her training in college.
4: Yeah, they're they're going to let her train. Yeah, while she's at school
3: still. Yeah. So like, are we going to see her on NXT TV? I don't know. I guess it's possible. I honestly don't know. She should have she. Give her like the Matthew McConaughey from uh uh God, what was that? the The fucking old school movie, that super old movie that he was in, the Linklater one. Oh, dazed and confused. <laughs> it's like she just stayed, she let oh, she just stays in high school. <laughs> oh man, I love it here. I get older and them guys stay the same age. Oh my god. Because <laughs> if she's like, hey, I'm graduating high school, that's their, that's her gimmick. She's a high school student. And she just keeps that going. It's like, it's been eight years. Why are you still in high school? And oh, says, she's right.
4: awesome. I'm rooting for her. So apparently, she's been on level up. All right, all right. Really? Yeah, that's what Bear Whitting says. She's been on level up. All right. So there Anyways. you go. So yeah. uh, then after that, we had Lash Legend versus Tatum Paxley, the breakout tournament match. Uh, beforehand, uh, Paxley had a promo. Says says uh, she's not intimidated by Lash she says there's no one in this tournament is stronger than me i'm going to power through lash the second round and then every time tatum paxley tried to uh use that power advantage that she spoke about she couldn't do it and even more yeah, so after Lash stuff. like destroyed her leg
3: yeah yeah it's really difficult to to get in you just try to put her up on her she try to do the electric chair several thing. times couldn't do it couldn't do it couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> never it wasn't like she built to it and she got it done she couldn't do it
4: tried three times never happened <laughs> never happened uh so lash hits a pump kick to get the win uh, after that we had uh, a Tony D'Angelo promo He's talking about after he beat Santos tonight He'll have known to blame for himself And then Stacks and Two Dimes are talking about a whole bunch of other ways They beat up people and all like the clever names they had For those ways of beating people up And they're like reminiscing about
3: oh, His head this. fell off the pavement like a basketball We
4: did this, we did that And then at the end of which Tony says Tonight he's going to do this one on
3: one Yeah right uh, yeah, this was too long. Uh, after that, we had a Duke. And these guys don't have any chemistry with Tony D yet. Nope. Uh, after that, we had a Duke Hudson interview. He says, I don't care what the NXT universe wants or needs. He says, that's what got me in this mess in the first place. He says, that's why I had to take time off a couple weeks off to clear my mind. He said, but I came back and realized that no one can stand up to Duke Hudson, Ron Breaker. <laughs> okay, what was the sound that, that, that did you hear? There was like yeah, a weird sound. Yeah, no, it sound. sounded like he walked
4: into something made of plastic.
3: I thought it was, a mo- like, because I was watching on my big screen out there, but, like, the audio wasn't, like, great. And I swear, I was like, w- is somebody revving a motorcycle next to them? No, And not- then he just shows up. Is he, like, a transformer no. or something?
4: You know, like, they have those large kind of uh, plastic. So, it kind of sound like if you're watching a hockey game and someone hits the plastic boards. Okay. That kind of sound, but, like, thinner plastic. So a little oh, tinier okay. sounding. That's what it sounded okay. like to me. Okay, like he walked All into right. something made of thin plastic, large but of thin plastic. plastic.
3: Did he not know there was like some sort of plastic? There was like a, some like plexiglass there. Remember separating. The, yeah, they used to have the boards in NXT. Remember? When yeah, he maybe the, he the tripped stuff. into one of those. Yeah,
4: that's what it sounded like.
3: Then he comes storming through and says, "Hit my music, yeah." Who do you think he is, so, Vampiro? Yeah, right. Yeah, I can't go out there until he hit my fucking music. So then Bron Breaker comes out. Oh my God, this is so long. So. He says last time you saw him joe gacy dumped me and feel like a piece of trash now joe wants me to join him but after everything we've been through joe can kiss my ass he's a butt sucker he says now he's just coming to beat him no now i'm just coming to beat him coming to put you i'm not going to just beat you and put you unconscious he said that's not just me making says i'm going to put you unconscious that's verbatim and then joe gacy interrupts but i fell asleep (laughs) <laughs> because as soon as he starts talking, I don't fucking care because this guy doesn't say anything. He
4: doesn't say anything. It's just like, pretty much he says, yeah, Braun, you're mad. When you get mad, you, you get predictable. I'm going to make you more mad. I We I, we got a, 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 a title match in your house that if you get DQ'd, you lose the title, so I'm going to use the fact that you lose your temper against you to try to get your belt.
3: That's it. Yeah. So uh, But he took five minutes to say it. Okay, so yeah, it's like a thing where, okay, so if he gets DQ'd, that was the stipulation. And I woke up right when, like, it was going back to Breaker. He said, yeah, you want it, you got it, yeah. And uh, and then I was there, and Wade Barrett was like, oh, that's a bad idea. And I was like, oh, so if he gets DQ'd, he still loses the title.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Angie has made it easier than ever to connect with skilled professionals to get all your jobs projects done well. I absolutely love this because, you know, if you own a home...
4: Uh, then we got Indy Hartwell promo. She says it's been a roller coaster of late, but I'm tired of feeling sorry for myself. Uh, I have the biggest opportunity in my life right now because for the first time I'm flying solo. Uh, it's just me, and it's sink or swim. So I'm calling my shot. I'm calling out Mandy. Mandy, you say you're the measuring stick of this division. Let's see how you me- how I measure up when I take that stick, shove it up your shove it up your ass, shove it up your ass.
3: Um, yeah. Indy needs she needs to get called up. She had one of those tryout matches, didn't she? For like main event. Maybe. I think she did. She needs to get called up or something, man. She's like super young and in danger of being in NXT too long. Uh after that we had a Wesley interview. He's like this is Zion Quinn is one of the most weird. He's one of the weirdest cases here in NXT. Yeah. He's got that weird catchphrase, run it straight. And then now he's like not medically cleared or something. Yeah, that kind came so, out of nowhere. Yeah, he's like cuz last week he was like make sure you're medically cleared and this week he wasn't, which is weird. Well, I mean uh, the, the way Wesley was
4: talking about it, it it's it sounds like Zion Quinn making excuses to not run. He's
3: just ducking him. Yeah, that's what he yeah. that's what he accuses of him yeah. of here. But it's such a weird, I don't know, it's weird. Like Zion Quinn's thing doesn't come off as like coward. Mm-mm. He cuz didn't he already beat he already beat Wesley, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, why would he be why would he be that's weird. Anyways. So he says, yeah, this is another match he's ducking. And Wesley's just pissed off. He says, one week his shoulder hurts. The next week he doesn't have the proper hair gel. He says, when he is cleared, he knows where to find me. Uh, And the Nathan Frazier, chill Nathan Frazier steps in. He says, hey, man, uh, I heard what happened with Quinn. He says, I know you want to be in the ring tonight, but, uh, you know, so do I. And Wes like, oh, man, you and me. Oh, boy, so it might not be the right time. I got a lot of pent-up aggression against Zion, and I don't want to have to take it out on you. Nathan's like, oh, okay, well, cool, man. That's the case. Uh, I'm looking forward to the challenge. Nathan Fraser <laughs> just comes off like a good-natured dude. Oh, he's just, he's, just, he's just dude. He's just chill dude. I yeah. like him. I want to hang out with the guy.
4: Exactly. Let's see. I give it like four weeks till he gives him over-the-top character.
3: <laughs> yeah, it's going to be terrible.
4: It's going to be awful. Uh, next match was good, though. Viking Raiders versus
3: Creed Brothers. Creed Brothers are ridiculously over. Ridiculous. Man, and even in my heart, they have done a complete 180. When I first saw these guys, they look like they had a couple of left feet on them, on each guy, two left feet. It's a phrase. Uh, and now, man. You mean four left feet between the two of them is what you're four saying? Four left feet between the two of because them. Because, in fact, the pair of them do have
4: two left feet. They actually do have two left have feet one. between the two of they them. They have one left foot each,
3: two collectively, but you're saying and They also four have a couple feet. of right feet. Yes. Yeah. Now it seems like they all have just nothing but right feet because they're they're great. They're awesome. Well, I think the same problem would be if they had all right feet, Steve. <laughs> see man i serve it up and you knock it out um yeah that's my long way of saying they're great i love them i think they're terrific nxt universe is on board with the creed brothers and so is steve yeah uh really fun match i don't know how brutus does that cannonball off the top and not like jack himself
4: up because mm-hmm. man that one last night especially he bounced
3: yeah so I didn't know how he didn't completely annihilate everything from his knees down I know because yeah he just he just did a cannonball from the top to the nobody did anything he just they didn't even brace barely, anything just, barely jerk, and, and he, he bounced and he bounced I know i, I don't know, know don't know that would a bouncing thing would happen I just figured he'd like fall backwards or something no, he, bounced. he bounced he bounced so uh really fun
4: match down towards the end they're all in the ring all four of them uh they're throwing some hands. Eventually, Eric knees Brutus out of the ring. So uh, Damon Kemp and Roderick Strong are ringside for the bout. So Kemp mm-hmm. distracts the ref. And then Roddy runs in the ring to try to hit a running knee on Ivar. Julius intercepts him, more or less throws him out of the ring, and yells at him, mm-hmm. we don't need you. Yeah. So he turns around. Ivar hits him with a spin kick, and the Raiders uh, hit a, a double spine buster to get the win. And afterwards, Roddy and Damon Kemp uh, get in the ring, and they all start arguing, all the time mine.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, after that, we had a legato promo. This was in response to the Tony D one earlier. Santos says, Tony just wants wants to be just like me. He says, but there's only one Santos solamente. He says, I've always been one step ahead of Tony. Tonight, I trust it's going to be one-on-one. He says, no legato bun, I said. And Cruz is pissed off. He's like, dude, they put me in a trunk. He's like, I want to get my hands on them. And then Wild says, come on, man, this is personal. And then Electro Lopez uh, uh, d- d- Tony referred to her as as Godmother, which was kind of cool. Says uh, uh, she says, uh, "You never let your emotions get in the way of business." And Santo says, "Exactamundo." He tells Wild and Cruz, "You guys, you want to know how you can help? You know how? You know what you could do to help? And you guys know what you need to do." And then we got a Grayson Waller a bit backstage. He's warming up
4: for his match. Uh, Tiffany Stratton walks in. Uh, Grayson says is a travesty that she's not in the breakout tournament and she just says to him you got to take care of this Andre Chase situation and he's like well go watch what I'm about to do
3: mm-hmm. yeah uh, and then uh, before that match we have uh, Braun Breaker walking out to the parking lot cameraman interviews him and he's uh, he's talking about Joe Gacy and then uh, Duke Hudson steps in and he's like hey doesn't feel good to be interrupted does it he says if you do it again uh, you're not going to make it in your house and then Braun's like, oh, yeah, challenge you to a match. And Duke says, that's good. He's not going to put you unconscious. <laughs> so next week they're going to have a
4: match. Well, uh, Braun says, how about we go back inside and we, and, we, and we sell this, have a match. And Duke's like, yeah, yeah that sounds good. Next week.
3: <laughs> yeah, that well, sounds good. We'll go back in next week. <laughs> next week. Until then, we're going to stay in the parking lot. <laughs> yeah, you want to get some in and out. You want to go to the Wawa. Go get some sandwiches uh, at the Wawa. Yeah. We had Grayson Waller versus Andre Chase after that, Andre Chase got a lot of his shit in. Uh, and the, but then in the end here, uh, there was a bit where uh, Bodie is ringside. And then uh, uh, Chase backdrops Waller onto Bodie. And then uh, he puts Waller back in the ring. But he's like, Bodie, are you okay? Are you okay, son? And then uh, he gets back in the ring. And <laughs> Waller executed this perfectly. Like right as Chase gets in the ring. Waller's already doing the leaping through the rope stunner motion. So when it turns around, bang. And it's there. Yeah, this was, this was, this week I started to come around to Waller, even as a character, man. The backstage stuff, he's doing it kind of so comedically over the top that it's starting. I'm like, oh, okay. All right. I didn't like when he was doing it kind of subtly. Now he's doing the head movements. (laughs) They're so pronounced. Yeah. they're re- And I like the stuff with him and Tiffany Stratton. I think it's pretty mm-hmm. fun.
4: Yep. I do come around to Grayson Waller anyways after that. You uh, didn't know
3: anything. I did. This always happens.
4: So we're, we're we're in the toxic lounge, and we got Gigi and JC on an iPad watching an interview with uh, Katana Chance and Caden Carter. They're getting upset about it. Mandy Rose walks in, and she says, Did you hear what Indy said about me? And Gigi and JC is like, Well, did you hear what Katana and Caden said about us? And Gigi says, We've dominated for the last eight months There's no respect on our names, and we need to change that. And Mandy says, Yes. And that all starts with Indy Hartwell.
3: Mm -hmm. After that, Diamond Miner arguing in a locker room, in the locker room. And Roddy says, You know, with my help, I got you guys a tag title match, but there's no way you're going to beat Pretty Deadly unless you listen to me and follow my lead. And the creeds are like, Fuck you, old man. They They leave. leave, Yeah. Yeah. And then Roddy tells Damon, It's like, Hey, man, you got to go get those creeds and Damon Kemp's like really now it didn't seem like a good time he's like nah, man uh, we got to get races, we got to get them another match well, it's hard to it's hard
4: to hear what he said cuz he he was he was really mumbly here
3: yeah i thought i thought he said <laughs> he was really mumbly i thought he said go get them oh maybe but maybe maybe we get them another match I yeah i thought i
4: thought i heard go get and then match in there too but i could be wrong <laughs> okay, i watched no, it like three know. times and actually turned it up
3: so <laughs> He says, uh, so Kemp, feeling awkward, leaves and then Pretty Deadly, yes, boys, step in. Tell him, no matter how much tape the Creed's watch, they can't beat us. He says, it's a shame that you can't show them how it's done. And so uh, Roderick's like, oh, I'll show you how it's done. I'm going to challenge you guys to a match, uh, and I'll have Damon Kemp with me next week. Mm -hmm. It'd be kind of cool if Pretty Deadly replaced the Creed's in Diamond. That'd be something else. (laughs) That would be something oh. else. Uh,
4: then we had Roxanne Perez and Kiana James. Before the match, uh, Kiana James had a promo. She says she's the most strategic woman in the tournament. The mm. odds of Perez winning the breakout tournament are astronomical. She oh, didn't wow. say it, it in her favor or not. Right. Uh, based on the outcome of this match, it seems like they're in uh, Roxanne Perez's favor. Uh, because Kiana James was working over Roxanne's back like the entire match. Mm -hmm, And kind of out of nowhere, Perez hits a code red uh, to get the win.
3: Yeah. Really slick looking code red, too. I love that move. It's so
4: good It's a good move. It's a good move. Yeah.
3: So, like, yeah. So, Kiana James in her promo, she didn't really mention her odds. No. Okay. All right. Well, yeah. I mean, you don't think Roxanne Perez is going to win the tournament. No, I think Lash Legend is
4: going to win it. All
3: right. Uh, After that, we had uh, Malik Blade and Idris Nofe backstage. And they're like in full-on costume, sort of uh, uh, reenacting the feud between uh, Tony D'Angelo and Santos Escobar. Mm-hmm. And uh, so Stacks and Two Dimes step in and tell them, uh, "Wait, when you're done playing make believe, how about they face the real deal next week?" And Idris says, uh, "Now you're speaking our language." So yeah, yep, that's gonna happen. have a match next week. God, I hope. Idris and, and uh Malik, Malik really need, oh, they need great. To, they need to win that. They, they need do. to win that match though. They really do.
4: They're great. Uh, then we got a Roxanne Perez interview, is pretty much instantly interrupted by Cora J. She comes in, hugs Roxanne, um, says, Hey, you got two more to go to win this tournament. She says the two of us have been friends. Roxanne's been killing it since she's been here, and Roxanne says, Yeah, Cora's one that said, Hey, come to NXT and uh, and Cora says, I'm really proud. Tonight is your night. Electra Lopez steps in and says, nah, tonight belongs to Legado, and just like next week, it's going to be my night when I take out Alba Fire. All I see here is an overachiever who will lose to Lash Legend and an underachiever who's just excited to lose a match uh, as they are when they
3: win one. Uh, No lies there from La Madrina. Hmm. Um, Yeah, uh, somebody here in chat, who brought this up? Uh, Delaney said, yeah, they gave, instead of calling it a code red, they call it Pop Rocks. Rocks. Yeah. It's a cool name. Do nice. you like Pop Rocks the candy? I did. I liked them. Yeah. Weird sensation in the mouth. That was the main point there. Did you ever you put know? a whole like a whole package of them in your mouth at one time? Probably, because I was a dullard. <laughs> yeah, I know I did. <laughs> uh, after that we had Wesley versus Nathan Fraser. This was so much fun. This was this match was a blast until Von Wagner came in and just started uh, laying out Frazier and Wesley with big boots and then he throws Lee out of the ring and onto the announce yeah, table. Yeah, that
4: looked like it sucked.
3: Yeah, that yeah, they replayed that over and over. That was a great spot, it, and it looked like it sucked. It looked time. like it sucked. So, Frazier and Lee then shows him walking backstage. They go through the community kitchen area, and they walk past uh, past Chill Sanga, and he's like, hey, man, you guys had a great match. It's unfair what happened. He says, two men of your size don't have a shot against Von Wagner. <laughs> And Wesley's like, what the fuck? He <laughs> said, you said, you said that so chill that I'm, but like the, the, the offensive bit, I, I you know, it was sort of buried in the chillness of Sangha's voice. Well, yeah, he He's says, like, are you taking shots? Yeah.
4: <laughs> and then Nathan Frazier goes, I don't think he is. I, 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 he says, I pretty much think you kind of overreacted. Yeah. And uh, he says, if you want to fight this battle, go for it. And he leaves. Yeah, And then Wesley's like, all right, I'm not going to stand for this disrespect. And Sanga's like, no, I meant no disrespect. Hey, brother, no disrespect. What you know? What is it that you want? And Lee says, I want to prove that you have to be 10 feet tall to be successful around here. And that leads to a match happening, I guess, next week.
3: And then Sanga stood up, and sure enough, he looks like he's 10 feet compared to Wesley. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He is a giant human he being. He is huge. So uh, after that, we had uh, a – I mean, is, this, is it the story of Wesley going to be – He needs to check his emotions and bring it down a notch so that he can start winning matches. Because I feel like, I don't know, I feel like Sanga needs to win this match too because he needs to win all of his matches at this point. Yeah, seems I can see that. It's still Sanga. Yeah. Uh, After that, we had uh, the main event, Santos Escobar versus Tony D'Angelo. It kind of feels like this is just going to keep on going, though because we had all sorts of distractions on the outside. So at one point, Tony's looking for his uh, crowbar, and he goes and he looks for it, and it's not there. Well, it turns out that uh, Joaquin Wild and, uh, and Cruz uh, come out to the ramp, and they're like, hey, you looking for this? And then Stacks and Two Dimes show up, and they attack. The ref gets distracted by that. Meanwhile, Santa and Tony D's distracted by that. And Santos is looking under his corner of the ring, and he's got some brass Mm knucks. And so he goes and he puts them on. And while the ref is distracted, Tony D tries to sort of pick him up. And then whack, he he knocks him out with the brass knucks, puts him next to his dingus. And then he goes for the pin and he gets the win here. So Mm kind of feel like this is probably going to keep on going, which I'm cool with because I kind of like this feud. I think it's neat. Uh, Maybe we'll get a six man tag match or something. Yeah, that could be. Yeah, that's probably going to be the case here. Um, anyways, before we answer some questions uh for the VOD crowd, the audio crowd and YouTubers, uh, we've got the enforcer's latest level up lowdown. Let's throw to the enforcer. Here you go.
5: Hey friendos, how's it going? It's the enforcer here for another edition of the review show nobody asked for, but you're gonna get it anyway. It's time for the level up lowdown. First match, we got Sangha versus Dante Chen is using his power early on. Um, Commentary mentions that uh, Senga is venturing out on his own over the uh, split with Grayson Waller over the last couple of weeks. Um, Senga hits a sidewalk slam in the middle of this matchup for a two count. But Senga just continues to impose his will onto Chen even so much as... Going outside of the ring and giving him clubbing blow after clubbing blow, Chen later on in the match does use his speed to try and uh, chop down the big tree, but one giant lariat from Sanga and all that is erased. Uh, the finish is Sanga just getting a massive choke slam on Dante Chen for the win. Second match out, we got Thea Hale versus Electra Lopez. Uh, Hale, again, coming out, uh, flexing on everyone. She runs out there with a cape, just flexing on everybody. Once again, 18 years old, the youngest person on the NXT roster. Uh, Lopez, early on, tries to show up Hale because of her inexperience. Uh, there was a tie-up into the ropes. Ref asked for a break, and then Elektra just gives Thea a the couple pats on the head. Um, Hale... Tries to get a couple drop kicks, those connect into a cross body, but Electra catches her, kits her into a slam to gain the advantage, easing into a, uh, a, um, working her left arm a couple of times there. Um, And then there was this uh, one where Hale got her up in this position, and then dumped her up over her to get herself some advantage. Um, Then does a little bit of a drop kicks, One of them misses because Elektra grabs the uh, rope to stop her momentum. Thea uh, misses on that drop kick. Uh, That turns into uh, Lopez hitting her finisher, which is kind of a version of a Falcon's arrow for the win. And then in our last match on level up, we got Javier Bernal versus Trick Williams. Early on, Trick does an arm drag takedown immediately into a kip up. Work in the crowd. The crowd's loving him. Uh, Bernal gets a a headlock. Uh, Trick tries to get out of it a few times, but to no avail. Finally, Trick does get the advantage when both Bernal and Trick try for drop kicks. But I've I may have seen this before, but I haven't seen it in a while. To the point where they both try and do the drop kicks at the same time, but one of them doesn't connect, but one does. Tricks does connect to gain that advantage the uh, finish um, goes to Bernal tries to get a second side Russian leg sweep trick counters that into just a massive boot for the one two three so trick gets himself a nice win to round out this episode of level up thank you everybody for uh sitting through this three four five minutes whatever it may be and Steve and Larson back to you guys have a good one bye
3: Thank you, Enforcer. Thank you, Enforcer. So awesome to have our man on the scene when Indeed. it comes to the level up reviews. Indeed. Yeah. Indeed. Uh, well, let's go ahead and answer a couple questions here. I got a question that's right on the Patreon, patreon.com forward slash Stephen Larson. A bunch of reward tiers over there. If you can't make the show live and you, and you have a burning question, uh, you can leave it here. You got to be a patron. You leave it in here in our questions thread. We do a questions thread for every recap episode that we do. Uh, and then, of course, we've got bonus content as well. Yesterday uh, on our bonus episode, we came up with a bunch of great merch ideas for going in raw. Sometimes yeah. the bonus episodes are, are the going it's, in raw brain trust.
4: Yeah, it's brainstorming sessions.
3: Mm-hmm, exactly. Uh, Jorge <laughs> D here in the Twitch chat, though, says, What can Chill Sanga convince you guys to do with his smooth voice? Oh, anything, brother. You know, if it was, it'd be like a locked up abroad situation. He's like, Hey brother, can you put these, uh, uh, giant packages of, 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 cocaine? Can you tape them to your body and go through airport security? And I'd be like, yeah, dude, of course. With that chill voice of yours. Absolutely. Wow. And then I'd get locked up abroad. Mm-hmm. You ever watch that show?
4: Uh, a couple times. Yeah.
3: A lot of dumb people in this world, man. And they're all on that show.
4: Yeah, uh, Cornbread Haas says uh, NXT in your house is coming up. What is your favorite uh, in your house? It's Mind Games because it's got the main event of Mankind versus Shawn Michaels, and that's a spectacular bout.
3: I think mine is uh, what was it called? Dudes with Attitudes.
4: Well, that was that was Kevin Nash and Shawn Michaels tag team. Two yeah, they didn't
3: have one Attitudes. named after them. Maybe it was three. It was whatever one they were on. Yeah, because the, they had they were uh, what they won the tag, tag champions. champions. Yeah, yeah. 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 It's like three, I think.
4: Yeah, because they also had good friends, better enemies, where they had a match against each other. That was
3: an interesting one. Yeah, right. You're right, though. It's mind games. Uh, Xavier Grace says, why is Pretty Deadly still wearing women's clothing in their segment videos? Oh, because they look like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. Because they look amazing. Uh, Moses Opposes says, so I only keep up with NXT through you guys and Cultaholic. Uh, I haven't heard about Odyssey Jones for a while. Did he get injured or something? I think so. I think he did. I think he did. I think I remember hearing that it's like a knee injury or something.
4: Yeah, that sounds right. Uh, White Brownie says, we always say this person has been in NXT too long, so how long should a talent be in NXT before getting called up?
3: I think a year. I think spend a year in NXT.
4: I think now that they're not worried so much about... Obviously, the focus of NXT is developing talent, not telling stories yeah I mean, while people are there, they will tell stories, but they're not going to tell stories that last more than months, probably, between
3: mm-hmm.
4: wrestlers. So yeah, I think a year is probably a year to a year and a half.
3: Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> um, let's see here uh, Alex Washington said, went to impacts under siege and the following TV tapings in Newport. He says, it was honestly a better live experience than going to A.W. or WWE because of how personal and interactive the show felt. He says, my question is, do you prefer to go to smaller shows or big AEW or WWE events as an experience? And what's your overall thoughts on the Impact product? Um, I think Impact is, <clears throat> it's, it's remarkable how well that show is booked considering the kind of turnover rate. Like, you know, a lot of people come and go from Impact. Mm-hmm. Um, and so sometimes you get stuff like, you know, pay-per-view matches will change right before the show but i think that they do honestly scott demar gail kim the people booking that show i think jimmy jacobs does some work there Tommy I, think Dreamer, so I think does yeah. some work there they do a wonderful job managing their roster mm-hmm. and those bulked uh, tapings that they do mm-hmm. um, it's a very enjoyable wrestling show it's not doing anything new like it's not reinventing the wheel it's not knocking anything necessarily it's not all home runs but uh, they got a lot of really great talent there they do a really good job telling a variety of, of wrestling stories of all different sort of genres, um, so I, I really like Impact, and I much prefer smaller shows. Oh, I, I will take a small wrestling show over a WWE show any day of the week. Same,
4: same. As far as Impact, it's probably the most consistent wrestling show on TV. Yeah, you know they may not reach the 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 highs that AEW or WWE does. I don't feel like the lows are as low either.
3: I agree. You know, yeah.
4: they, they, it's just, it's incredibly consistent week after week mm-hmm. after week, month after
3: month. Mm-hmm. Uh is has a great question here. He says of the green wrestlers on the NXT 2.0 wrestler, who do you see benefiting the most and getting reps from the upcoming live events? So that was also announced during yes. the show. Yes. yes. Um, that June, they've got you're going back up on the road. You're going on the road, man. And they're doing like, I don't know, like three or four shows a week. Like there was a bunch just sort of in a yeah, row. Yeah. yeah. That's aw- that is in six months time you're going to see a marked improvement in the in-ring product in NXT because I firmly believe that just reps, reps, reps. Yeah, I think people percent. that they they obviously really like Lash Legend, and I think that somebody like her, um, who I think has a really massive ceiling, mm-hmm. will benefit greatly from just additional reps, and I think you'll see that play out on TV as well.
4: Yeah, I, th- I, th- I think you're right there. I think you're mm-hmm. right yeah. Uh, Dang, MQ. If Joe Gacy was called up to main roster and you had to rebrand him, what would you rebrand him as? I mean, uh, you know they would never do this hmm. because it would be it, it would require acknowledging wrestling that exists outside of WWE. Okay. He was in CZW for a long time Yeah right And you do something where he pretty much says Yeah I used to do the CZW I Used to do the hardcore stuff um, uh, But that's not That's not what wrestling really is mm-hmm. the, Or sports or, This is what sports entertainment is It's sort of like what Foley did in ECW Where he's like I'm not doing hardcore stuff anymore I'm against hardcore stuff
3: that's cool, and I he can, can, he, that. he
4: can he can kind of uh, wrap in the whole gory self mutilation stuff that WB talks mm-hmm. about in their press releases when talking trash about other companies, something like that.
3: That's good. I like that. That's good. Um, yeah, that's better than anything I have. I'll just get him away from the shit that he's doing now. Oh, that's for sure. What he's
4: doing now is bad.
3: Like taking him down like the, Bray, the 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 dollar store Bray Wyatt route is not a good idea. Nope, it's not nah, a good not idea. So you got to get him away from that. I I wouldn't mind going back and watching that last breakout tournament with him and uh, Andre chase and just seeing like sort of what vibe and Briggs was in that too. Mm-hmm. Just seeing sort of what vibe they were giving off then as opposed to when 2.0 came around. And I mean, chase, Andre chase is super over as well. Yeah. He's pretty funny. Chase, Chase university is really over and he's hilarious. Yeah. Um, anyways, uh, that's going to do it for the show tonight. We've got our AEW recap. So everybody uh, come hang out with us on the Twitch after dynamite thanks for watching until next time we'll talk to you later goodbye